another episode of She Heard Dyke. Hey. Yo, yo. <laughs> and uh, today we got a special guest, uh, Miss Faith here. Um, She's going to be talking to us about her book, and we're going to get into a quick little topic. So yeah, let's just hop right in. First of all, just tell us a little bit about yourself. We know you like a track star, but you know, <laughs> let's go into details. Like, who are you? <laughs> Uh, New York born, Jersey raised. So oh, okay, we can tell. I could tell in the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. My girlfriend doesn't appreciate my accent sometimes. But it's Why is that the first thing? Yo, New York people like that's the first thing they always say. I'm from New York. Like that's always what you gotta make it known. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, did track. Um, kind of had a little glow up. Went from like a little all girls school. Like I think I might be the first or one of the few to have like even made it to like college as an athlete um from my school um did what, two what, years what? at Villanova so I loved Philly loved Philly, Philly. 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 um <laughs> but then I ended up transferring to UConn ended up All-American and then now I'm here in Florida um I just retired from um running pro so oh um, you were pro okay really that's why I came down to Florida initially uh, when I got family here and also um, there's a lot of really good like training groups here like uh, there's a lot of like pro athletes like it's not surprising to go to like Chick-fil-A and yeah. just see like an Olympian walk by you're just like oh <laughs> that's cool <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah once I retired I really got to put a lot more focus on my novel that just got released June 1st so that's and what's the name of that novel let them know Sprint Dreams Sprint yes, Dreams yeah well, well what made you retire first like why'd you stop you got bad knees <laughs> in fact you got bad everything like, I <laughs> you. we look good on the track for the like the Olympic pictures and everything after that we hurt i'll guarantee right. somebody's on a stretcher or Doesn't some type of like man. massage table 24 7. <laughs> um no it's just i felt that i got what i really needed to get um out of track and field in terms of like my development as a person and um also it's just really expensive um <laughs> to train as a pro athlete like really mm. expensive between like the coaching and um a specific diet you have to have gym fees traveling oh, all yeah. of that yeah. and when you're sort of in between um so you're not really on that like olympic level but you're still on that highly competitive level you mm. do have to cover a lot of the stuff on your own so um, yeah it costs um but also I just wanted to like just move on in my career and just really focus especially on that novel um because it took up a lot of my time like (laughs) I was not bored after retiring at all yeah okay so let's hop into it tell us about the novel Sprint Dreams um yeah so it's a story about a collegiate athlete her name is Makeda Delane um and it's really just a story of growth she messes up a lot in the story um and we really just see her work through a lot of those mistakes that she makes and the reason i um even wanted to have write the story is that i love track and field because it's it's such a it's such an inclusive sport in many ways but there's a lot of times that we don't have like a serena williams type character where mm-hmm. serena williams is somebody who's very who's very bold in what she feels um in fact she gets into hot water for that but she's honest she's honest about the problems that go on just being a female athlete and with track and field you don't really get those opportunities to speak up like that 
and especially as a collegiate athlete you just you you run you represent your school and that's it because if you if you speak out on some of the issues that can come with being a collegiate athlete sometimes it could cost you um your position on the team or sometimes it just gets you in trouble so i wanted a story that one just kind of highlights some of the issues in just female sports as a whole and just being a collegiate athlete and also just a story that is relatable if you google track and field books at best you'll get some biographies and also at best if it's a fiction story you'll maybe get like a distance runner story Mm. it's not one that really represents you know like us so i just wanted to create a space where um especially female athletes of color just have a place that they can really relate to characters yeah yeah and i think we've all played a sport right i did track and field (laughs) hey what is it you know how to ask huh you know i had to ask oh yeah i ran the two i ran the 100 200 in the relay the four by four and i did shot put sometimes but i'm a sprinter oh you did shot put oh snap okay did you did you run track in uh, <laughs> I mean, um, did you do shot put? I feel like no, that no, 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 no. My cousin did shot put, but uh, okay. now I remember my coach. He tried. He tried. He called himself saying that uh, cross country was mandatory one one year to be on the team, and I was like, put yeah. me on the team. Like I mean, I ain't gotta play long distance. No, nah, I can't. Yeah, no, no, no. I played. Uh, I just played basketball and softball, and I mean, not powerlifting, but yeah, no. Nah. Oh, I did the 400 and the 800 and oh, the 400 see, yeah, hurdles. You, yeah, 800. I can see that. I can see that. And there's no <laughs> way I'm running the 800. It's just not going to happen. It hurts. The 400, I'm already hurt, but 800? 200, what? 100. <laughs> 100. 100 to 200. I did like the 200 because once you come around the jump, it's go time. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you did the 400, so many one-two runners are scared of the four. So I'm actually incredibly impressed that you did the four because usually when I hear one-two, they're like, no, I'm not touching the four. Yeah, I've done the four a couple of times, they made me. No, kudos to that. But okay, back to the book. The main character is Makeda, right? Yes. Yeah. So what what are some of the the struggles that she experiences? Just to touch on it, you don't, you know, you don't have to get a whole book away, but. Ooh. (laughs) Um... She's very insecure about herself. Um, so she, it starts off with she is a walk-on. So that's mm-hmm. basically like you're not on scholarship. Yeah. Um, and because she placed so much focus on her identity in her place in being an athlete, it kind of showed in her relationships with other people, especially like mm-hmm. in any type of like romantic relationships, crushes. It was kind of like if you saw me as more than a walk-on, I automatically liked you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things I wanted to highlight in this book, especially with collegiate athletes, is that when kind of a lot of your time is your sport and in school, and really school not taking that seriously <laughs> as long as it's, it works with the sport, um, when you put so much of the, your identity into this one particular thing and it doesn't go the way you want for whatever reason, whether you don't have the scholarship you want mm-hmm. or whether you, um, you get hurt it really affects you emotionally, it really affects your self-esteem, and it really affects you just as a person. And I want to show the repercussions of that. So mm-hmm. a lot of her, the decisions she makes are kind of more of like warning signs, like, hey, you really need to look at yourself as more than just your position on the team. And this isn't even just for athletes. It's like yeah. um, 
kind of any role that you're in. If you put so much of your identity in your yeah. job, so much of your identity in your art, and you forget about you yourself as a person, like yeah. when things don't go wrong and things will always go wrong in one way or another, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's real for sure. Um, Big facts. Especially like when, you, when you're when you an athlete, it's hard to find the balance because you're training like multiple times a day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So trying to squeeze in, you know, whether you're a daughter or a sister or a girlfriend, you know what I mean? So it, it's hard to find that balance as a whole. So yeah, I think that's definitely important. And in the book, Makeda is queer. Um, yes. How, how does the book kind of tackle her queerness and being an athlete and also being what Caribbean? Yes. Um, so she's at first she's um, kind of hesitant to even accept herself as bisexual. So because being kinda, Caribbean is you can't be both. No. <laughs> they are not with the shits at all. No. So she has this idea of like oh if people thought I was bi then people were going to think that um, I mess around that I'd get with anybody that I easy the usual like stereotypes of that a lot of bi women have to deal with so for a good part of the book she's kind of avoiding it um but then there's other issues when you do even enter um a lesbian relationship for the first time or even any relationship for the first time and you're doing it with the wrong intentions so mm. you're doing it when you're um dealing with insecurities when you're doing it because you're looking for somebody else to give you this acceptance that you need to give yourself um you do become vulnerable to toxic relationships to toxic people and that's an issue that makita gets into as well um because even her friend alicia and i loved writing alicia she's sort of that voice of reason while we're watching Makeda do something stupid and we know she's doing something stupid. So Alicia's like usually there friend. to like help her out. Like, um, this ain't it. <laughs> but she's even she says, and I'll share the quote, she's like, you gotta be careful because women can be assholes too. And mm -hmm. she and the reason I included that conversation. <laughs> I think they might be more of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to include that conversation because there is this. Um, in the process of really trying to be more inclusive, especially in media, when we show these like great, great, happy lesbian couples, we forget lesbians can be abusive too. Women can be abusive too. Like, yeah. So I right. wanted that to be another warning as well. Like, just because you're, even if being bi, just because you end up in um, a relationship with like with a woman, doesn't mean you're going to be avoiding the same problems you had before if you couldn't handle your oh, yourself, yeah. if you couldn't deal with your own issues before. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's very important. And um, I don't know if it touches on this in the book, but being like a a career athlete, especially when you're on a, a team, like women kind of look at you different. Did you touch on that at all? Because like when I was playing basketball, just because I get was gay, everybody thought that I liked them or some shit like that. And I'm just like, y'all not even that cute. Like just because. <laughs> And that's how I felt too. It's so crazy because when you're a queer athlete, it's like, oh, she's gay. Like, I don't want to be changing in front of her because you know you have to change in front of people mm. and things like that. And I was more like, I don't want to change in front of y'all. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not looking at y'all. So I mean, like, well, I guess we can just talk about it if it's not touched on in the book. But like your experience, um, you know, in college, did, did that affect you in any way? Like, did anybody look at you differently uh, because of that? 
No, um, it was really just the annoyance of when you're um, a black athlete and you're just in this very small community of other athletes and this very small community of just um, being a black student at PWI, people talk. So your business, it don't matter whose business, it's just always out there. Yeah. Um, and then there was like that stereotype of, oh, you're bi, you must, um, you must mess around a lot. Uh-huh. So that was the most aggravating. It's really an issue of when homophobia transcends to positions of power so coaches athletic directors um and they take a they take advantage of that position they take it out on the athletes in indirect ways and you deal with even microaggression is not really the word but um when you go for help especially if you're like in an abusive relationship sometimes your problems aren't taken as seriously especially if you're dealing with somebody who's homophobic and it's one of those, what do you do in that situation? Because you're already in this vulnerable situation as an athlete. Yep. What do you do as an athlete um, who's lesbian or bi? Yeah. And Kay, what, what's, I know Kay, as a powerlifter, has experience. I mean, we see it firsthand on the timeline, too. <laughs> what is your experience with being an athlete, especially in powerlifting, which I know is super male-dominated? Yeah, it's um, surprisingly... Surprisingly, like as far as like powerlifting goes, like the actual powerlifting community, it's not that bad. Okay. Um, honestly, like, I mean, cause y'all know, yeah, I mean, you know me, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show off. And then my thing is, like, depending on where I'm at, depending on where I'm at, I'm like, oh, you think I'm, you, you already watching what I'm doing, and you don't even know whether I'm a dude or a girl, you know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna come out the shirt for the one time. I'm gonna let you know what it is. That way, you can really see what I'm over here doing. You know what I'm saying? But, um, but yeah, for the most part, like within the powerlifting community, everybody is chill because the, the the people that I run into like issues with are usually people that are like not as strong as I am, right? Mm-hmm. Th- those are the only people that, like, when it comes to like men in particular, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got if I'm if we're gonna battle, then I'm probably I'm probably either right where you at, you know what I'm saying? Like, or a little bit above you. So within the powerlifting community, not that bad. It just in the gym period, especially if it's not a powerlifting gym, man, it'd be a whole lot of stuff. There's a whole lot of unnecessary. Really? Yeah, 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 it's always, what what kills me is when, like, my thing is, if you're going to compete with me in the gym, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's make it a competition then, because I'm not going to do nothing. I'm not, I have what I'm supposed to do in the gym for the month, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to go outside of that for the most part. I'm going to do my shit. It's just my shit has made you want to step your shit up. So step your shit up, everything cool, everything cool. But like people be doing that shit and then struggling. You know what I'm saying? Somebody will start loading the bench up because I'm loading my bench up to do what I'm supposed to do today. You gonna load yours up and then I got to stop what I'm doing because like you finna fail that rep. That's gonna be throwing me. Just like don't be, don't do all of that. Don't do all of that. But uh, yeah, it's just the typical. You know what I'm saying? Like male ego. Mm-hmm. that little shit you know i gotta deal with that from time to time especially with their girlfriend in the gym but i mean I, I bought that upon myself i do a lot of talking about people's girlfriends <laughs> and caption so that's all good but not with, with basketball though in high school in high school i dealt with that shit a lot in high school i dealt with that shit a lot whether it was like in the uh like people in the stands they would always like talk shit i don't like when people say you stuff know, what killed me is we in high school right so you got yeah. these grown ass fucking adults like calling you. Like, names. what's going on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight up, like you know it's a girls' basketball game. You know it, and I ain't even had like I look the most masculine I've ever looked in my entire life right now. In high school, my arms was 
very average. I wasn't powerlifting in high school, you know what I'm saying? My arms is very average. I had wide hips, you know what I'm saying? I had dreads. So it's, it, it wasn't un, unbelievable for me to be playing on the girls' basketball team. And my cousin, <laughs> she she had a similar build. She was just a little bit taller. But there would be people in the crowd that my mama got to, like, try to not fight because they in there like, I'm confused. Why are they two gentlemen out there playing? And it's just like, y- y'all know that the referees wouldn't have allowed that to happen. Like, you're just trying to be hateful. You know what I'm saying? And then how you were saying, like, with, like, the like the administrators and the staff and, and the co- you know what I'm saying, like, the coaches, that right there, that was a whole lot. The matter of fact, the girl I'm dating right now, the whole coaching staff, so many parents on the team, everybody was so hell-bent on, like, keeping us apart. For real. Like, it was, it, like, the shit was bad. Like, they, I don't know, they would, like, lie to her parents and say we was trying to do X, Y, and Z and stuff like that. Whole time, there was definitely girls on the team that was openly, like, they was openly fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, everybody knew about it, but because, like, they was fucking dudes, everybody was cool with it. They was going to turn the blind eye if it's after school and they over there with the boys' basketball team. Everything cool, but if me and her look at each other, you know what I'm saying? Now we can't talk on the phone tonight because her parents could take her phone because everybody's saying we trying to be sneaky and shit. It was a whole lot of homophobia, man. There's a whole lot of homophobia, and it's and it sucks when when people in positions of power do that because you don't know who you're dealing with. Like, and I say this shit all the time because it's like, luckily it was me, so that didn't make me like go and question nothing about myself. It really just pissed me off because there was nothing I could do about it. But I'm like, you you got like babies whether it's whether it's high school middle school or college because in college you know especially in like the freshman sophomore years like we still babies we're still coming into ourselves. you know what i'm saying like so you have people that are exhibiting all of this homophobia towards you if you're not set in that you know what i'm saying but your identity is that that athleticism is such a big part of your identity and it's mixed in with that homophobia who knows what that can do to you mentally, you know what I'm saying? Like, depending on who you're dealing with. That's why, like, that should be pissing me off. <laughs> that should be pissing me off. Like, who are you? Can't be doing that, man. That's fucked up. Especially if, like, I'm still out here and I'm doing what I got to do at practice. What is your problem? <laughs> What's your deal? And what made it worse is that they could always hide behind, always for the good of the sport. That's always like, Oh, no, we don't want you in that relationship because, like, we don't want you distracted from, like, your sport. We don't want you distracted in practice. We want you going to sleep at top. When you knew yeah. that wasn't the issue. You nope. knew it. Nope. And you could feel it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you could feel you it. Could but feel it. it's like, it's like you don't have the proof to, like, prove yep. them wrong. And that's what made it, oh, that was always, that was frustrating. So frustrating, right? Yeah. So frustrating. Yeah. So frustrating. Oh, back to the book. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay so we talked about Makeda her best uh is it her best friend in the book or just like a friend oh that's her best friend that's like a child friend all right so so who are the other characters in the book or are those the two main characters like that we should focus that's the main focus uh it's really just Makeda so the book is structured where every every chapter kind of focuses on somebody that Makeda encounters some people Makeda encounters a number of times like teammates but other times um it may be somebody that Makeda might encounter just for that one chapter um Mm -hmm. just to kind of like open up a topic or um 
really just kind of push like the story along. And the reason I set it up that way is especially as a collegiate athlete, especially in an individual sport, there's so many times you just, you just run into people who make this impact on your life who don't stay long. Yeah. To me, that's very, that's very realistic um, in comparison to a lot of stories where you have this one group and you follow them throughout the whole story. There are a bunch of people throughout um, our lives who just kind of come they say something or that just makes you think or like challenges your thinking. And then they might've just been like, like the classic joke of like the Uber driver or they yeah. might've been somebody you saw in the gym who like just kind of came up to you, had a conversation. You're like, hmm. Yeah, some shit to stick with you. Like, yeah. Bad impactful. Yeah. Bad impactful. Yeah. You said in your email about um, colorism and racism that, um, student athletes face of color or black. Um, what are some things that Makeda faces in the book in regards to that? And can you uh, relate to them, which is why you wrote it? Is that why? Yeah. Can you relate to them, which is why you wrote it? So my story was more on combating colorism. So I deliberately made some of the, the popular girls, the cool girls um, in the book, I deliberately made them like dark skin. I describe them dark, like pure cocoa. Cause I always felt that that popular girl that you saw in the movies, the popular girl that you saw on like on TV shows was always, you know, always the pretty blonde chick, always like super light skin or something like that. But I wanted to make it a point of bringing in characters across like the skin, um, the skin spectrum, skin color. So spectrum. yours was kind of opposite. You wanted to combat it by making the popular dark skin. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Is is this like based on your yours? Is, are you Makeda or it's just like a story? <laughs> what I learned in track is that there's so many people who have the very similar backgrounds. It's actually really crazy. Because um, one of the inspirations for the book as a whole is this middle grade book um by jason reynolds ghost and he has this coach who's like who has like who really cares about his athletes who has like this really messy car of like all old like um equipment and stuff like that i'm like that's literally my coach like, <laughs> old, exactly like that and i mean mccain brown skin girl with braids if you go to any track meet there's about five of them in one heat um yeah so it's really just Initially, it started off as um, very similar to my story, but then the more I started talking to more athletes um, early on into the process of writing the book, the more I realized, like, oh no, this is a lot of our stories, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's from a lot of stories that um, have been inspired from what people have shared, good, bad, ugly, um, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's it initially started mine and then McKay just kind of ran off and did her own thing and I was like okay I'll just follow you <laughs> see what happens yeah how long how long did it take you to write the book how long you been working on it um I like to say it took three years to write but it's really like a culmination of everything I learned in track and field and all the different personalities so and I've been doing track for like 12 years oh. so but it took technically three years to write from the time I picked up a pen because I wrote the first draft by hand. I'm never doing that again. I feel like that's, I feel like it's, it's mad dope though. That, Cause that's a different level of intimacy. 
right? Mm-hmm. It, it, that that whole thing where like the professors always like will stress why they don't want you to bring the laptop to class and stuff like that, you know, because the handwriting is it's different. I don't agree with the professors. I want my laptop, but I do think it's dope that you wrote the first draft handwritten because it is a different level. You know is what I'm saying? Is this your first book? Yeah. Okay. Yep. First story. Okay. Thank you. Are you going to continue writing? Or you just felt like this story itself had to be heard? Um, since it's a, I had to be responsible for a lot of like the marketing, things like that. That was a headache. That was such a headache. But it's one of those things that I'm sort of over that mountain. So it's like I could continue writing. And there are a lot of stories that still need to be told. Um, there aren't stories about like um, drug use in, in sports as a whole, um, mental health in sports as a whole. And those were topics that I really just didn't have the room in Makita's growth to really include. So there's definitely opportunity. So I'm not going to be like, nah, this is it. But I'll take a break. Yeah. A little vacation. Like, I'm good. <laughs> the, 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 pen, the pen will call you. The pen will call you when it's time. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. I like that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pen will call. Okay, okay. <laughs> will I pick up? I don't know. <laughs> hey, but it's going to call when it's time. <laughs> no, I think that that's... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Lex. No, go ahead, Ken. I just I think that's beautiful though about the like the the individual sports right because like once you once you do realize there's so many people I don't know because like with with teams I feel like there's so much focus that's placed on the team that you definitely lose the individual like even though everybody still may stay individuals like a lot of coaches and and schools and stuff like that they will almost try to like do away with individuality like I, I remember uh one year the my, my basketball coach he got mad because their seniors wanted to do something different for like their senior prank so their senior night they came out with different socks on so they was like in like big trouble at the next practice and he made them change back into the the team socks you know what i'm saying it couldn't have been that deep but the individuality is like crushed in a lot of team sports so in like the individuals the individual sports i feel like when you do get like that individuality, but you you find out that even in that we are still the same. You know what I'm saying? Like there are slight tweaks and stuff like that, but overall, like we'd be going through like the same experiences. I feel like that kind of makes an even an even stronger bond, even though it is an individual sport. You know what I'm saying? Like my squad, my 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 squad at the gym, we all whether we're on the same powerlifter team or not, we still all compete individually, but like, that's my team, right? Because like, I know they be going through a lot of the same shit that I go through. And because we're like, we celebrate our individual, like the stuff that makes us different, you know what I'm saying? We're able to come together and realize like, dang, our differences make us like one and the same. That shit, that shit kind of tight. We all using, we're using the same thing. You know what I'm saying? We come in here to get stronger. Like we using our life problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's cool to me. It's cool to me. Yeah, that makes sense. That's fine. Feel me? That is real facts, though. Honestly. But uh, from the book, so what do you want what people to take away from this book? Like, what's your main, what do you want people to think of it? Like, the takeaway? Um, it really depends on where you're at. Um, where you're at in your life. So... The great thing about Michaela, there's a whole scene, and at this is the part I'm like, 
not the most proud of, but I got to incorporate like the song Back That Ass Up in the book. <laughs> and that was one of the things I want, I really wanted to do. Because if you've been to a black party, like you know when that, everybody knows what happens when that song comes up. Everybody knows how that vibe changes. Right. Everybody knows how that mood, everybody knows when that song comes up, like when that beat drops, you know. So what I want to do with that book is really show like, kind of what Kay mentioned, like how, even though we're different, there are some of our experiences that are so similar. And I want to show the fun side of it. Um, yeah. I think definitely like this Black Lives Matter movement is beautiful and it needs to be done, but we need to get away sometimes of sharing like all the struggles that we all go through and sometimes just the fun things that we can all relate to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I I'm, that's one of my favorite scenes was to be able to write that part in the book. <laughs> that's dope. Um, and also the the quote that I use in the very beginning is from Toni Morrison, which is, "If you want to fly, um, you gotta give up the shit that weighs you down." Okay, <laughs> one of her best quotes. <laughs> and like, the reason I use that book is I use that quote is that Toni Morrison. When you think of her, she's like this um, this eloquent writer, and people who read her are like, for lack of better words, like uppity bougie, like really mm -hmm. intelligent, and yet here she is cussing. <laughs> her quote. Yeah. But that doesn't take away from her legacy. That doesn't take away from like the great things that she's written. That doesn't take away from like her contributions. Mm -hmm. And even though my characters they cuss, my characters they fuck, my characters <laughs> they they make mistakes, but there's still these strong women who care, who like who help each other when they need to. Like they're still strong despite like what we don't classify it as like good women type things. So yeah. mm -hmm. that's one of the things I really want um, readers to take away, whether you're out of college and you want something to kind of reflect on your college experience or you're about to go into college and you kind of want to know what to expect, whether you're an athlete, whether you're not. I just wanted to like send that message out. Yeah. Well, I Very love good. the cover. First of all, her body is banging. <laughs> I love hey, the little, um, the little. That's on brand. On. Yeah. The bracelet. I love accessories. <laughs> the shoes. The cover is really dope. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that one's actually. Um, I found this graphic designer on Instagram who was actually a former track and field athlete too. So. Oh, like, that's dope. Yeah, AJ will design. Um, and his stuff's really cool, and he's really good at just making character making um figures seem like fluid and not like really stiff and yeah. that's like was a really important factor so even if she's just like standing even though like that one little step she's taking is still like it's dope yeah, yeah. it's fine thanks <laughs> yeah. i love how much thought you put into like the little small things yeah you know what i'm saying like all very those little small things they, very intentional that's what makes stuff so beautiful sure. yes yeah, I have something else to say. Some of the small details drove me crazy, though. <laughs> like, this margin, this margin's not right, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm gonna take a walk. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I mean, you have, what would be your advice to somebody who who's you know starting uh to look collegiate sport or whatever or track specifically? Like, what's something that you learned that's really you know made an impact in your life doing that? So. <laughs> so many issues I had to deal with. <laughs> Which lesson? So many lessons. <laughs> so many. Um, definitely, if 
find something of value outside of your sport, whether it is like a hobby, whether it's a craft, um, find some type of organization, um, find it, start, find a group of friends just, just outside of your sport, something that you can kind of get away and like escape from. Um, Cause it is a, it, being a collegiate athlete could be a great four years and there were some great times being able to like, I would just, just wear like your school uniform was great, but when you feel trapped is when things can go downhill real quick and your sport can either be a, can either be a place of comfort or it could be your prison. Mm -hmm. So you really need to like be able to find places to escape. Yeah. Retweet. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Even in college, the band people, they would say, like, you're there all day. You go eat, you come back, you go, you wake up, you do it, you go to class, you come back mm -hmm. to, like, you're out there all night. Like, mm -hmm. especially places like, I went to HBC, so they didn't play about the band, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't play about the band. So yeah. the band was almost like the athletes at North State. No, I've heard that. Drama. Yeah, <laughs> it was, like, you really do. They feel like they have no. Yeah. No, anything outside of that you do feel trapped in a way well, like you said that and then I, that can apply to any part of your life like if you yes. become too consumed into one thing you know right. it could easily go left so yeah that's important for sure um anything else you want to tell us about the book though did we miss anything like <laughs> no because i won't give up no spoilers anything like that uh, so i'm gonna just yeah. leave it alone <laughs> that's true well let's tell them where they can get the book when they can get the book it, came out it is yeah, it's out now. It's on Amazon. So yeah, you can just go on Amazon and it's cool. You can just Google it, <laughs> which is really cool to say. Like, in fact, you can just Google my name. Come on, Netflix. Google me. Flex like, one time. <laughs> so yeah, like honestly, if you Google my name, the cover comes up immediately. If you just Google Sprint Dreams, if you just go on Amazon, put it in the search bar, it comes up. So yeah. yeah. That's what's up. That's Look cool. how happy she is. That's so tight. That's amazing. <laughs> get some on Amazon. Okay. Actually, we're about to order it right now. Yeah, I'm up here right now. <laughs> oh, it does. It comes right up. First thing. It does? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Oh, I do have a question. Like, how was, like, the publishing process just as, like, a whole, like, was it hard? You know, how, how did that go for you? Um, it was definitely difficult, um, especially when it's something that it's kind of was just me doing in the sense that like, I didn't have like a friend or like a mentor who kind of could help me along the way. Like I did for being an athlete. I had my coaches, I had people who were also athletes. So yeah. everything I did to me took about twice or three times as long because as I'm looking up um, book covers, like, or book cover designers, I'm also looking up like what's an ideal book cover. Yeah. But everything took, so long to do because it was a learning process as I was doing it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you want to get into writing, definitely suggest doing that research first. Got to do it first. Well, if you think okay. I want to do a biography, <laughs> like read up on biographies. If you want to do a kid's book, look up kid's books. Um, so once you do that research first, it makes things so much easier. Yeah. I believe it. We, uh, okay. I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you for coming and talk with us. Thank you for reaching out. Uh, we definitely gonna dig into this book because just hearing about the char characters definitely. And these good. two like, reviews up there count. <laughs> she, <reviews. laughs> yes. she got reviews already. Yes. Like, what's up? <laughs> but 
also congratulations too, because I, I know that was a process. Like it's yes, something you should definitely really be awesome. proud of. Thank yeah, you. Celebrate that. To still be able to push out something creatively in 2020. So uh, yeah, I actually want a on. refund on 2020. But. Yeah. What? <laughs> Who did you talk to? <laughs> <laughs> you find out. Let me know. I had this book ready to come out for 2020 because I wanted to tie it with the Olympics, and then the world just decides to cancel. Sure. I canceled. They canceled everything. Delete. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. that's that's the crazy part. Like this, I I thought 2020 was gonna go like well, one way, and it went completely the, the right. opposite way. Like <laughs> shit is trash. Yep. All right. <laughs> but you know, you still put it out. You and, still put it out. Hey, everybody in the house. So they ain't got no choice but to read. Like, we're not doing nothing. <laughs> right. All of our listeners, go get Sprint Dreams by Faith. Right now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's go. on Kindle for $70.99. Paperback for $12.99. Support a black business. We out here. Yeah. Support a black creative. Yeah. Get the book. It's going to sound amazing. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I didn't get to dig good. into it because I, I need the actual book. I'm definitely yeah, a paperback I got a, person. Yeah. I'll be getting the paperback. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, anything else you want to say? No, this is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, then we're going to wrap it up. We're going to wrap. Oh, actually, we got questions. Oh, snap. Do you want to stay for our questions? Maybe, maybe, maybe a little wild. So I don't, if you want to stay with the questions or you could, you can dip out, it's up to you. <laughs> I could do it. I got this. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me. We get in the questions. Um, these questions are. I should have already had these pulled up. I'll see if we can go to the guy at the panel in my YouTube video at this point. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um. That's. But that's what, another thing. I like. We was talking about it before, but just like, uh, how people overly criticize. Uh, female athletes or women athletes it's just like ridiculous like they want you to be pretty they want you to act a certain way but they also want you to be like hella good and then your hair gotta be done like <laughs> it's ridiculous and if you're too good there's got to be something else besides just discipline and you know what i'm saying like your hard work that can't be it that cannot be it no that can't be it you had to have some type of extra some type of cheat, you know what I'm saying? Like, if yeah. you too good, yeah, I know. Yeah. Crazy. No, that shit is crazy. Um, okay. Let me go all the way down to the bottom. Okay. We'll just do this one. Um, Mario, your tattoos look mad fresh right now. Do they? The oh, yeah. I wanted to say something about your smile early. What's up, Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm over here with this old shitty lighting and my face all greasy because I, I, I worked out first. Oh, of course yeah. you did. Yeah. Of course you did. Yeah. Course you probably won't work out after this, ain't you? On the low. <laughs> on the low. I got, I got some more mobility stuff I need to do. We ain't got no, we ain't got no crazy questions for real. Um, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. It says, what is your advice um, for casually dating after, you know, recently getting out of a relationship? For casually dating after getting out of a relationship? Yeah. I mean, this is so vague. <laughs> I mean, probably 
figure out like what you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Because like coming coming from a relationship and then trying to go casually date, I feel like it's you was just in a relationship. So you gotta look at like what does casually dating look like for you? Have a clear idea of that before you try to pursue something with somebody else. Because you need honestly to honestly don't. I mean, one thing I learned is give your time space. I'm like, one thing, just you just like, you don't need to hop from person to person. As far even casually dating, like, can be a little bit draining, a little bit, you know, it's a distraction. If, unless you've given yourself that time to heal and feel your emotions or whatever, casually dating just distracts you from whatever it is of the reason why you guys broke up. Just honestly be to yourself, and then you can give yourself time to get in there and casually date and then when you do fuck it do whatever right. you know, but like Kay said also but find what you're looking for before and all of that but like, yeah before you before you try to get out here and then like now you don't really know what you was looking for and you're trying to casually date but like you whoever you casually what you're looking for by spending time with yourself boom whole time or going and to the then gym. you know what you want or going to the gym it kind of tie in it's like have y'all had a whole phase and do y'all think it's important to have one you let Faith go first. <laughs> I'm like, who go first on that one? Not the one before that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, like, you know, track and field life is small, so people know people, and um, <laughs> what was the second part of the whole phase one? Right. Do you think? important to have a whole phase uh i think everyone's different um i definitely think especially like when you're starting to just have interest like to kind of have interest in like multiple people to figure out like what do you like this person do you like that person but if you find yourself like talking to somebody or find yourself vibing with somebody or in a relationship with somebody that is just like right. you like them they like you they treat you right you treat them right yeah you know why say mm, can we put this on pause so i can you know fuck around some like, people do do that though they yeah. think like you know hey give me some time let me go see what else what else is out there to make sure you the one type shit like people do do that so i guess yeah it is. yeah i think it depends different. on personality and stuff i think some people don't need to and some people absolutely should get that out of the way i mean i personally did you have a whole face yeah, because I was in a relationship for six years. Are you still in your whole thing? No, <laughs> not at all. Oh, okay. But, but yeah, like I feel like, you know, when, yeah, I think that you should have one. I think I had one after like six years with somebody sort of kind of a whole thing. But, you know, I'm, I'm like, like you said, I, I fuck with somebody in the nest and I'm off the map. Yeah. Okay, but, you had a whole thing? <laughs> Y'all was here for my whole thing. It was not that long ago. It yeah. just I'm I'm mad picky, so whole phase and don't really too. work. And that I just I I'm mad picky, and I ain't just gonna be out here just fucking the fuck, you know what I'm saying? So, and I ain't and you y'all know how bad I am with like carrying conversations. Horrible. too. So I'm <laughs> not gonna be out here just talk just so it's like I really just be more of a hoe on on the internet. Like I, I'm a hoe for sure. So hoe don't necessarily mean you out here fucking everything. Hoe, I think hoe phase just means you out here exploring, whether it yeah. be sexually or whether it just be like just different types of relationships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. And uh, I feel like you always be able to tell what you need from your 
from your individual whole face, you know what I'm saying? What it, even if, whether you need it or not, you know what I'm saying? You'll be able to tell all of that. Yeah. Based on like what you got going on, whether you picky or you're not picky or you horny or you're not horny, you need some intimacy or you just want a friend. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is, like whatever the deal is, I feel like you'll figure that out. But yeah, yeah for, I don't know, for me personally, I just be too picky to really be out here like thought yeah, and about, yeah, but I will, I will do it on Instagram. I will thought yeah. about on Instagram and Twitter for sure. <laughs> I think the great thing about the whole face, you do it long enough, you start to figure out your own patterns. Like this, because a lot of times eventually you start either being attracted to or attracting the same kind of person. Yeah. And like after person number four or five, you're like, all right, clearly I got it. I, got it. <laughs> I have a type. Is this type good or bad? Then you can start kind of figuring things out from there. So that mm-hmm. is the great thing about a whole face that you can, because I'm all about like looking at patterns yeah. um, just in general. So yeah, if you find that pattern, you can kind of figure out like, yeah, a good pattern what to keep like, going down, or maybe I need to switch something up real quick. Yeah, or I, that's I don't like this type of person. I don't like this type of person. Person number all. three taught me that. Yep, goodness yep. gracious, <laughs> not not. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see one more question, and then we'll wrap it up. Whole face. Oh, I I gotta answer because people. Um, I never had a whole face, but I do think it's important to explore. <laughs> Thanks, <Lex>. <laughs> <laughs> because like I always do that so that's just like my mental thing like oh you gotta answer the question too Lex. <laughs> um <laughs> that's it because I don't like the rest of these questions that's why I would have you in love now <laughs> you in love now wow let them know so they can oh people ask are we single you know uh, I'm over I'm here. I'm good. Yeah. I'm cooling. But <laughs> I ain't in my whole phase no more. That's all we need to know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, I'm, what case is. <laughs> all, yeah. all of I us are literally in the same. I'm just not, I'm not in a whole phase. No, okay, out loud. Hey, relax, man. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, not, I'm not sure what y'all talking about. I love about. to so. see it. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. All right, yeah, we'll wrap it up, y'all. Uh, shout out to Faith for talking with us. Um, shout out to Faith. Sure. Get, Get spread. Oh, read her yeah, book. Do it right now. Do it As right you now. To it, you know what I'm saying? Just do like it. close the app, go to Amazon real quick. <laughs> Black creatives. Yeah. All right, y'all. So we'll catch y'all on another Monday. Um, oh, what's your handle so they can follow you? All that good stuff, right? At Faith Dismuke, I keep it real simple. So Faith Dismuke, D-I-S-M-U-K-E, because everybody spelled my last name wrong. <laughs> yeah, at Faith Dismuke. Are you on Twitter, Instagram, or both? Twitter and Instagram, yep. Okay, all right, bet, bet. Yeah, okay. y'all follow her, check out the, the book, and yeah, we'll catch y'all on another Monday. Peace. Peace. Peace.